things Walk me home Sidewalk chalk Covered in snow Lost my gloves You give me one Wanna hang out Yeah, sounds like fun Video games You pass me a note Sleeping in tents It's nice to have a friend Hello and welcome back to The Rewind. I'm Josh and this is a podcast where I watch a bunch of movies and talk about them with my friends. Today's episode is about Emerald Fennel Saltburn. Joining me today, I know him to be an exemplary funeral guest. It's John Police. John, what's going on? Uh, thanks for having me on this uh, dark November night. Yeah, it's a uh, yeah dark night, but uh, you know, talking here to talk about a movie that's actually you know at least visually not so dark. You know, it's a very very nice movie with lots of colors to look at, but you know, plenty of dark stuff in it, and we'll talk about that. Uh, Saltburn is the follow up to Emerald Fennel's uh, 2020 uh, breakout debut, uh, Promising Young Woman, for which she uh, you know garnered uh, Oscar nominations for you know Best Picture, Best Director, and one for Best Original Screenplay. But um, she decided to you know take 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 all the accolades and all the cachet she got from that and just you know make what is a pretty bonkers movie but and i think we're going to talk i think you know john i, I think we're going to talk a little more i want to talk a little more generally about it first before you know uh, maybe getting into spoiler section i think there's a good way to actually do that with sometimes it's harder with movies and it is hard to talk about the most interesting stuff in this movie maybe without doing that but i think there there are a couple of things i want to discuss that i think you can do in a non-spoilerly manner and i think this movie will hang around long enough it's worth doing that as opposed to just being one where you assume everyone's going to see it but uh saltburn you know it it, it follows a couple of characters uh, mainly uh, oliver quick who is a student who uh is attending oxford he's he's, he's kind of like a little bit of an outcast because people see him as a, uh, kind of a poverty case he's there on scholarship which you know a lot of different students aren't but he eventually actually ends up you know striking up a friendship with like a much more well-off classmate named felix he's played by uh, Jacob Lordy, uh, Oliver's played by Barry Keoghan. I don't think I mentioned that, but, uh, you know, they, they become friends and, uh, Oliver it tells, uh, to tell Felix about all about how he is just, you know, uh, uh, it comes from a really hard scrabble background, a family that has addiction. He doesn't really have much of a relationship with his parents. Even at one point tells him, Hey, my dad, my, my dad died. And, uh, Felix kind of sees him as a bit of a, a charity case and wants to, you know, feels bad for him and invites him to his uh, home for the summer, uh, which is an estate called Saltburn and where his, he lives with his, his, where he goes back to live with his mom, his dad, his sister, and, uh, a, a cousin, I guess that kind of married into the family named, uh, Fairley, who is also a student at Oxford, but he is, you know, uh, treats, treats, uh, treats Oliver, or excuse me, treats Oliver a little more contemptuously, uh, com especially compared to Felix, who is very nice and oliver just like you know becomes increasingly increasingly infatuated with him in different ways and you know a lot of a lot a lot of shenanigans ensue at the saltburn estate when it seems like oliver is actually you know maybe not quite the you know just the idle wallflower we made him out to be and seems to infiltrate this family in many different and uh pretty disturbing ways uh she mentioned felix's mother lady elspeth is played by rosamund pike in a very fun performance his father played by richard e grant and his uh his his sister uh, Venetia is played by Allison Oliver. Uh, John, I I mean I really kind of just hit the high points there. There's so much like crazy shit in this movie, but um, when 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 we really just get into all the different ways that Oliver, uh, you know, is you know just infiltrating this family uh, from just like uh, in using in using various kind of you know 
I was about to say using sex to do it, but it's not even necessarily that. It's it, it's 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 sex adjacent stuff. It's a uh, you know uh, just uh, sexually charged behavior, uh, a, a lot of different things, and uh, yeah. And I guess the the where I wanted to start because this has been such a divisive movie, and I know you've been uh, reading a lot of the reactions to it, and maybe some of the other more uh, fun online stuff surrounding it, which we'll get to too. But I think part of what I think what has you know I think created such a buzz about this movie is people. I think people are like, because, and I don't even know, I, I, I would, I, I, I think you and I, at this point, just based on what we can already follow from, you know, awards precursors and whatnot, it's not going to be the kind of movie that gets quite the awards attention that uh, Promising Young Woman did, even if that was maybe a, a little movie that could at first too. But I think a lot of people went into this movie, but knowing it was from the director of Promising Young Woman, though, uh, as you pointed out to me earlier, maybe the marketing hasn't highlighted that as much. I think a lot of the people that we might follow online did know that. So they kind of went into it thinking like, you know, assuming uh, maybe looking at it through that kind of lens. And then when they went into the movie, they were like, oh, wow, this isn't like, this is just a, you know, an empty movie. It's, you know, superficial. It's, you know, shallow. It's not one that should be considered like that. And I think people like, maybe some people might've had like some kind of like, you know, visceral reaction to it because they came in like expecting that they needed to appreciate it on that level. And then when they saw it, they're like, yeah, I don't know about that. Whereas I think, you know, more people can, you know, probably just enjoy this movie if they don't come in with those kind of preconceived notions or expectations and just like want to have a fun time. So I want to know from you, you know, because I know like both you and I have uh, mixed feelings on this movie, but do you go into this movie like really expect, or, or, or did you come into this movie like kind of expecting something a little more, you know, um, high-minded or were you able to like, you know, let go and have a fun time at least it, it, to some extent? So to answer your question, no, I did mm-hmm. not. Ex- I was not going into this thinking awardsy like deep thinking the only things i had that it seeped in my conscience about this movie and i like we've talked about some previous pods but i try and i like not a big a trailer person i try and avoid anything i can i like to just go in knowing nothing so when a movie has so many moments like this one you were having some trouble uh, and then you you brought some more trouble upon yourself on your first attempt to see the movie yeah (laughs) yeah no there i like even then i like didn't get like there was very little spoiled like my impression going in was I knew that, like, so I will say, like, the impression I've gotten from the online is that a lot of people watch this for Jacob Elordi. So Jacob Elordi is obviously very well-known, especially among anywhere from, like, I would say 18 to 35-year-old women in terms of, like, Euphoria is, like, a big star that's, like, well-known. I knew it was a, had something, like, gay, queer in it because people have been comparing this and talking about this and all of us strangers, which I am hoping is better than this. Um, And so there's, like, that discussion and then in terms of going into it i i knew there was some something where barry like barry Kilgan's character was having some sort of sex at a castle with the family or whatever but i wasn't really sure what the dynamics were and so i, I heard it, something about a bathtub too no, i i i had heard jokes about like for i don't know how to put this more delicate about like come on like the big picture and other podcasts and so i was mm-hmm. like okay there's like something sexual happening here but i the joke was about throwing and i was like i don't know i did not know what the plot of this was like at, going in i was wondering if it would actually be like what the dynamics were going to be and so coming in i'm thinking oh this will be like a kind of like role role reversal movie where you have barry keoghan's the outcast at oxford jacob alordi is the center of everyone's attention the charity case and then when you go to saltburn then barry keoghan's the center of attention and jacob alordi's character is going to like it's gonna be like a role reversal where you have like a power dynamic shift and then it's like about the way that 
that Oliver Quick, Barry Kyoga's character, has been like lusting after Jacob Elordi's character is going to kind of reverse in that way. And so I was not expecting, like, I actually think my expectations were much more like fun romp, like, like maybe like miscast, maybe like uh, like some of the, the movies that this movie this movie has so many different like references and like pieces in a way that was almost like distracting to me personally. But I was not expecting this to be like a high minded movie, and so I actually was a little surprised by like the degree to which I think a lot of the script choices try and make it that. I think at the disservice of the overall like frankly, enjoyment of the movie. I think it's a very fun movie in moments. And I think that the overall, what we've described as the twist, and we'll leave it as far as that for the moment, I think makes it actually less enjoyable because I think it makes you kind of undermine all those other things beforehand in terms of what you thought, how you were enjoying it. And so to me, I actually think it would have been, I think it would have been a much better movie if it were trying less hard to be quote unquote Oscar bait. Yeah, I didn't necessarily get the vibe. It was like, necessary. I, 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 it never rubbed me that way necessarily as I was watching it. Like it was trying too hard for anything like that. I thought, I felt like she was having some fun, just kind of like, you know, uh, I don't want to, I think it's almost maybe giving too much credit to say she's really satirizing these people that hard, but like, she's, you know, having, you know, she's, she's having some fun, you know, and like making these, like writing these characters that are giving these fun performances that then might make an offhanded comment. that's like, Oh yeah, maybe you're not like, you know, quite as magnanimous as you're trying to portray yourself to be. And that, that is in her, in her own little way of maybe like making a dig at those kind of people. And I enjoyed some of those moments in isolation where it's like, you know, this, like the, the, the lady Elspeth characters, you know, trying to like, you know, be this gracious host and make it seem like they're just like, you know, people pretty flawless people. But then she just like, you know, might make an offhand and mean comment about that Carrie Mulligan character or something like that. And it's like, I, I enjoyed moments like that, that didn't necessarily feel like they were trying too hard. It's just like a biting character moment here or there with these people giving like fun performances in a place that just like was shot beautifully. And like, I was able to like really enjoy it on that level without necessarily feel like it was like trying to take like, you know, too big of a swing. It's just like, you know, the swings do get big later on, but like, I, I found myself like really being able to enjoy it. Not necessarily being like, oh my God, this should win best picture, but like, you know, just like, you know, ha having a good time with the movie that like, you know, is saying like, Hey, it felt like maybe it's dropping some warnings. Like maybe these aren't people you should necessarily aspire to be with. And like, I was on, I was able to vibe with it in that way, you know, for qu quite a bit of the runtime. And I think she does a good job of like, you know, bring you into this world and like you said, like it, we'll get to the problems with the script, but like I still had a very fun time with that script up to a point, and I also really enjoyed the performances, uh, like you were talking about. And I think it's it's almost hard to like really, really, truly uh, dissect the Barry Keoghan performance without talking about the spoilers. Though I think less so much with like you know just about anyone else, you know. Um, for, for, and that, who knows, maybe by making that statement, I'm giving away a little bit too much myself, but like, I thought like Jacob already did a great job of doing what he was asked to do. Like, I really enjoyed like how he brought that character to life and I enjoyed everything about his family. And it seems like you were, you were kind of there with me, at least with respect to what the cast doing, what they were called in to do. I think that it has some brilliant moments mm -hmm. and I think there are some very, I think it's well shot. I think it's like beautiful. I think it like the vibe is great i think it's very interesting like on one hand i think it's interesting because you have emerald finale who is like by any definition pretty upper crust who is very effective at satirizing these people but also for a movie that goes where it does it is surprising to me how un 
not unexamined, but on um, like the they're, the the rich family, the um the Cattons are just like they are rich and they are a little bit careless, but they're not really malicious and they're not really like they always kind of have their like sad problems and like it they're sympathetic in a way I actually would say and so it's very interesting that on one hand I feel like the movie is trying to make these big swings about class and like the rich and not the rich and can you ever cross those lines but at the same time I felt like the world was like with the exception of I think one and a half characters that are not well done um I think for the most part it's well well fleshed out but at the same time I also think it just like you spend the entire time you're just like where's this going like what's the point of this okay we've got we spent time at Oxford we've had this kind of weird up back and forth between so like to to go back to the beginning you have like these really interesting sequences at Oxford where you have Oliver is kind of like has a first floor um like uh uh apartment I guess like a dormitory on the quad you can see Felix outside like there's a whole sequence of things that kind of get him into the group and then like he kind of gets pushed out and then he like says his father died and comes back in so there's a lot of these like interesting dance between the one who wants to get in and the one who's not in and like I will say those sequences are actually really interesting because then you have the the Ewan Mitchell character who's like the uh the nerdy outcast for, who's like the oh we're never gonna fit here like fuck it and so it's interesting to have that character kind of in there. And then you have like all the friends who are a little bit skeeved by him. But like you go through this whole kind of dance and back and forth at Oxford. And then it like very abruptly is like come to Saltburn, which I still feel was like a underwritten in terms of explanation. It was just like one day, like come to my mansion. But you get there and you're like, okay. And then you just spend a lot of time with these like really interesting sequences like i can mention just like a, a little ones but like the like all the ones whether it's just like the frankly the new tanning which is hilarious you have like all like the um the tuxedo like badminton you have like the karaoke scene which is incredible like there are just these bits and pieces that are very interesting and lived in and i think point to a very observant but small scale type of movie about like fish out of water the connections we make and I, I thought that was really interesting. And I thought even when it starts going a little little bit down the weird path in terms of some of the earlier things we can talk about, I still was there for it, even if I was frustrated by some of the choices. And then I, I then it kind of lost me. But yeah, yeah. And I, and, again, and I I get we're getting to a point where it's a little hard to talk about it otherwise, but I wanted, I wanted to at least attempt to do that. And I will say like, yeah, if- yeah. It's not. It's not necessarily quite a movie about. It, it doesn't. It, the the twist that it takes stops it from being like more purely a movie about a guy that just kind of gets sucked into the wrong path and in a compelling way. And I think so, before we do the twist, I wanted mm-hmm. to ask you. Mm-hmm. So I, I I've like seen a good share of movies, but I am not like the vociferous movie watcher that you are. And watching this movie, the only thing going through my head was. Oh, this looks just like the favorite. Oh, this looks just like talented Mitch Ripley. Oh, this looks just like Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire. Like it felt like there were so many pieces of this movie that like like uh, Brideshead Revisited has the exact same opening sequence. Like oh. there's just so many pieces of this movie that like I couldn't tell in my brain if this was excessive even for like this kind of movie or if it actually had something there because it felt like there were just whether it was this like the story beats take a lot of. Parasite, spoiler alert. Like, there's just a lot of pieces here where I felt like I could take 10 other movies, give it to ChatGPT, and it would have given me the script outside of the last 30 minutes. But, like, I felt like they're just, I was curious your thoughts on just like 
at what point does like reference go to kind of just cribbing? Maybe I've seen more movies in my life than you have, but you you may you might have seen more of the reference points for this one because I actually haven't seen Brideshead Revisited, but I've seen that dropped a couple other places. So yeah. um I I would say like I I mean, you can't not think about the talented Mr. Ripley when you watch this movie. Um, and that's not even a spoiler to say, like that becomes very apparent early on. And just that basic plot description, you can figure that out. But I, uh, beyond that, I would say I, I, ha- I, I, you know, the favorite's funny because like <laughs> movie set, like, you know, like what, over 200 years before the events of this movie, but it like, just the the look of being in a in a in a in a, in a structure like that, you, yeah, that 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 hits too. I I I I did, but I think I was just thinking about Ripley so much. I wasn't really like letting my mind wander to too many other things. It was more like, wow, this really is like that. Oh, okay, maybe it's not so much that. And I guess I thought about it more through that lens. And I wasn't really letting too many other movies like creep into my mind necessarily as I was watching it. But I mean, I you're not unique in that. You're not you're not alone in thinking that. I've seen plenty of other people, you know drop plenty of other movies like i already mentioned in in regards to this one but it, it wasn't distracting to me in that way necessarily it would but like it was more like oh yeah and with where the movie goes i did think about another particular movie and i'm like and i did think about that at a certain point i'm like ah, i don't really know if i wanted you to become that movie uh and i i guess we can talk about that a, a little bit too but like i would just say like you know I really liked a movie that this one seemed like it was trying to be for much of the runtime, much of the time when it's at Oxford, even after that. And I think you kind of got at that a little bit too. And I might stop talking about it at this point. There's a couple of different twists. And there's, I'd say there's a, a, a twist where that first begins. And I was still compelled by that a little bit. It's just like kind of movie goes off in a couple other directions. It's also kind of a long movie. And at a certain point, some of the stuff, some of the big events happen in the, uh, and then you look at your watch and it's like, whoa, there's like 50 minutes left. Uh, so, I mean, it's 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 just interesting in that like you know it it is a lot of those movies and then it's like oh we're gonna take another turn and just do a lot of other things like it 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 crams a lot in there and when you cram a lot in there and you take that big of a swing like some of it's gonna work and some of it's not gonna work and i think that's where it seems like you and i are kind of coming down on it because like again i i like you said maybe there's like one and a half characters you didn't think you enjoyed but like i really enjoyed watching just about everyone do their thing in this film I really loved looking at it, and if you want, if 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 you're not if you're not uncomfortable with some with, with some weird stuff that you know involves different kinds of you know sexual proclivities or you know acts, uh, then like you know, and you and you just want to and that that stuff's not off putting to you, and you just want to like you know watch some attractive people have a good time, you know, there's something in this for you. Just know that like it's going to take some twists and turns, is what I would say, and I, I think it's still worth supporting a movie like this. Yeah, I will also just say it's like surprisingly like not that sexually explicit like i there was much le- actually like, less on screen than i expected outside of like there is full frontal nudity but it's like a final sequence we'll talk about it um but what i will say is that like the emotion i would say i felt during this movie was frustrated it wasn't that i disliked it so one of the tweets i saw before i saw this movie was Saltburn is like, what if a director made every single wrong choice? And I don't know if I agree with, with that in terms of like, I actually think it's a script problem more than direction problem, but I just felt like there were so many fork in the road moments in this movie where I was like, oh, we're going to go this way and this will be interesting. And then it was like, actually, no. And I just, I felt like, like I every time I felt like I knew where it was going or what was going to happen, it undermined my expectations, but like not in a way that a few days later I find especially rewarding will i rewatch this at some point uh, probably almost certainly i have a friend who wants to go see it again i'm like sure why not but 
at the same time, we both love promising young women. So it's like we want to support uh, Emerald Fennel, like you know, getting get, getting more movies made, even if this one didn't work as much for us. I'd say. And I will say, like, just to circle it back, uh, this movie is going crazy on TikTok, and so I wouldn't be surprised if this. I it's not making that much money box office, so we'll see. But if this thing hits like max or something like that, it will have a huge second life, is my expectation. Yeah, definitely. So I, I, I think that's, I think that's a pretty decent point to jump off and talk about some of the uh, the spoiler section of it. Again, it's it's like it's 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 a fun one to talk about if nothing else. It's it, even if John and I have maybe struggled a little bit in talking around some of the more crazy stuff. Like if you go see it with a friend, you're not going to be at a well. You might actually be at a loss for words, but then you'll have fun talking about it. You know, just don't see it with your parents and don't see it on a first date. Those are my two pieces of advice. Have you seen Killing of a Sacred Deer? Speaking of Barry Keoghan movies, no, I have not. I need to. Okay, it's it's pretty. It has some pretty weird stuff too. Um, some weird Barry Keoghan stuff, but you know he takes it to another level in Saltburn, obviously. But uh, when you if you ever do decide to see it, I'll let you know. I saw it on a third date, and uh, maybe not the maybe not the best idea, you know. Um, and there there were there were some more dates after that, but uh, uh, not too many more. Uh, so, so yeah, just definitely not a date movie. I, I did though. I did see uh, Napoleon with my grandma, and she surprisingly enjoyed that. So you never know. Maybe the elders in your family uh, might surprise you. I don't know. But yeah, so John, uh, as far as uh, the twists and turns this movie makes, I mean, the first one that I think we might have both been referring to when we're like, oh, we might have been into that was when you find out he lies about his past. Uh, and uh, or, or you th- are you thinking of something else? I think the first twist is the, the bathtub. The, well, remind me, is the bathtub first or is the vampire scene first? I'm forgetting what the order is there. Uh, the Where the, he's having like the like period oh no no the the, the the bathtub is first okay so the bathtub is like a so the bathtub is i actually think is great i like really enjoyed that um in the sense of like 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 there's like obviously there's a colloquial phrase of like drink his bath water but it's like a very interestingly like so first of all this the cinematographer of this was the same as babylon which i thought was very interesting in terms like the angles it's shot beautifully and i think it that gives you a like i actually thought was the most revealing things were like you spend like queer cinema does this really interesting thing a lot of the times. I think this is true in literature too, where you have there is a tension between wanting to be someone and wanting to be with someone. I was going to ask you about that, yeah, because that's that's the first point of the movie where like you really start kind of confronting that. Yeah, and so you spend a lot of time trying to be like, is it just that he wants to be him, or that he like wants to like? Well, we like, should also mention like the, the movie opens with him basically talking to the camera, saying like, "I loved him, but was I in love with him?" So they're planting that seed yeah. in you from like from the beginning. And you have even weird bits where, like, back at Oxford, there's that a very, I think, great scene where he picks up a woman who's waiting outside Felix Catton's, like, apartment for him. He's off at the bar. And basically, this girl has sex with uh, Oliver Quick, Barry Keoghan's character, solely to get back at Felix Catton. Well, no, 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 she doesn't have sex with him. Like, it, well, they're like, going to. In the yeah, and then she's like, do you think it'll make him jealous? And, like, I just... Uh... I, I, I just laugh because I, I, I think they're, they're, he, he had no idea what the right answer to give in the situation was. If he had just said, I hope so, she would have gone for it. And then, but, but he, he, he wasn't that quick on his feet. You know? But then he says like a very revealing thing, which is like, I don't even think he'll think about it at all. Yeah, which is the exact <laughs> wrong thing to say to her because she, she wants him to like, you know, be jealous. But, it's, but that's like one of those things where like you think maybe it's just that he wants to be this person. Like Jacob Allure is like obviously fucking beautiful and so it's one of those things where like if you're watching this you're like okay and you get to that scene and you're like and because like because they 
you knew something weird was coming when they show they bring in the salt burn. Jacob uh Felix Cat is giving him the tour and he says, Oh, and you'll you'll be here. We'll share a bathroom because I'd like you on this other side of the castle. And first of all, I was like, is the Jacob Elordi character is there something else on his side that he thinks of this? Like, I I still don't know. We really don't know the answer to that, to be honest, from the entire movie. But the question was like, is there something there? But you get that and you're like, okay, something weird is going to happen here. And then you get the the bathtub scene. You're like, okay, this is, it's a scene that is shot well. It's interesting. It fits the characters. It advances the plot in terms of like the levels that you're at. It, like, I think it was a, it is a, like by shock value. It was shock value, but served a purpose at the same time. It's good. It was like genuinely good, and mm-hmm. I think in a way that like, <laughs> well, I what well, what I mean by I that don't disagree. Is, it's just a funny. It's funny. Like it, you know, but I think when you think of shock value things, you think of like I think of in Babylon where like they have the elephant like right at the beginning, like shit all over him, and you're like, okay, was this necessary? And I get that you're going for the eleventh degree, but like at a certain point you get tired, and this was one of those scenes where I was like no works great like all the pieces like fit together make sense great and so then so as you get in you have like from the bathtub scene you then have this thing with the sister who's uh Venetia. yeah uh, and and so there's like the question i was asking myself in this entire movie is like First of all, who in this family is Barry Keoghan going to sleep with? Because I, I assumed it was going to be some of them. And so I was like, okay, there's going to be a role reversal. And I couldn't figure out if the angle here was going to be that he was going to marry the sister and that's his way to get into the family. And like, that's his way to be like uh, the upper crust is to like, this is my mark. This is my way in. I couldn't figure out if the sister was going to be a way to make Felix jealous and to like, to ultimately get that. Like, I couldn't figure out what the dynamics are here, but that scene at the same time, like I think still works but I also think that's the place where I start to get frustrated because I still can't figure out because the Felix character is like, well, did you? And like, there's a whole thing about, well, did he lie about it like, with um the Farley character? And like, and there's he, like he... this, there's like this cover up to it, but also in a way that like, I couldn't read what the intentions are, like what well, yeah, they so, were upset about. And so much of it is from Oliver's perspective, but you don't actually ever really know what he wants, you know, yeah. up until, up until the end, which I think is like the, kind of the problem of the movie especially in light of like the final twist it's like it, it throws his motivations even more into doubt when in theory you want them to become a little clearer as the movie goes on possibly yeah and like i to me the idea of a movie of the poor kid coming to the rich family's like mansion and fucking all of them is like a very interesting like plot it's like you could there are plenty of ways you could do that like it would be very interesting and just being like the power reversal like Barry Keoghan's character is not the attractive one, like whatever. I thought that could be interesting, at least in terms of like, there are places you can go. I think a little bit of what you're hitting on is that I think the movie wants to keep all doors open in a way that gets to the end point of the plot, which we'll get to. But I think in trying to keep all those doors open, they make Oliver such a cipher that I think there is almost nothing there in a lot of ways. Mm -hmm. And so it becomes very difficult where like, to me, I assumed the end, like that there was going to be something where this was going to be his way to get into this family. This is going to be his way to like whether it was like seducing Felix and be like, "I got him," like like um Breakfast Club style or like whatever. It was just going to be like there's going to be something here where it was like I managed to get on the inside, even if it was for a minute. I was like one of the people, and 
with the sister, it was just like very unclear to me because there's a lot of like that. That seems because okay. So let me do, actually, yeah. if you mind, hold on. I'd like to jump sure. ahead. I'd like to jump to the end for a second and then go back again because yeah. I think the one thing we both bumped up against a lot is that again at the end you have the whole revelation like oh it was a master plan all along which yep. I think just like really throws in a lot of what you saw before that into an m- incredibly different light. And it's like, well, at what point did he actually hatch this master plan? And I think the most like, I think the answer that makes the most sense to me, at least is when, uh, when Felix tries to cut him out after he finds out about him lying about his parents. Like I, you, it can be read as a guy in, I, it can be read as a guy that just like wants to be a part of this world. And he begins to like, you know, hatch some other kind of plan after his plan to lie his way into this world is now about to fail. Then he has to take matters into his own hand in a different way, uh, which like fine. But I, I don't think that's a, having him then go on a massive killing spree to me is not as compelling as like what, as you would, you put it to me a couple of days ago. It's like seeing the whole Ripley thing the whole way through where it's like a guy just trying to like, you know, um, uh, uh, where it's it, making it up as he goes to like stay involved, you know what I mean? And kind of stay in the world. I, I feel like the, that as a guy like aspiring to be that and then being undone by those aspirations is like kind of like kind of more interesting than someone that's just like a complete psychopath, psychopath murderer, you know? But like, it seems like your read on it might be slightly different too. Well, I was just gonna say that if that would like, if that version was implied by the movie, I'd be okay. The, the problem I have is that it explicitly shows him like puncturing the tire and all this stuff is like what the movie tells us explicitly, not as like a, a hint or like one of the options is that everything was a master plan to kill the entire family and take Salburn. And like when you put the timeline that far back where it's like, is the movie saying that? Cause it's like, cause okay, I, I took the puncturing the tire and everything is just like a way to get into this guy's life in the first place. And like, if he had just been a friend of the family and gotten to like, be along for that ride indefinitely then maybe he never goes down that road but how he see he, he saw that as the way to like get in with felix in the first place was my read on the tire thing i i couldn't see that if it wasn't him giving the like this was my master plan speech over that as part of the montage that's like the reason yeah like, it's, they frame I, it weird they frame it weird i just think it wasn't left ambiguous in any form and i think it also brought it to the point where like there is a version of this movie, and I, I don't think it's always helpful to be like what movie we wanted, but I think there is a version where it's like a parasite thing, where it's like, none of you deserve this, like you are not yeah. worthy of this, like, and therefore I will take what I want. But there's also a version of this movie where it's like, I will like cr- have you cause your own destruction. And I think it's much more interesting if like if the character drives Jacob Elordi to drink himself to death or something like that, as opposed to like just literally poisoning him. And so it's one of those things where like, I get that she wanted to make this a like, have like the master plan, like the 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 mastermind in the same way, like Promising Young Woman has this like whole mastermind plot to it. But in this case, it became one of those things where even like, it just almost made you like question everything you'd seen, but in a way that like wasn't fun. Well, also, it was kind of like frustrating. Well, the reason I jumped ahead was because I was trying yeah. to say like, regardless of what your read on that is, like, to what end is he's trying to sleep with the sister? Did, in order to kill her, did he have to sleep with her to get in a position where he could kill her in a bathtub? Because he probably could have found a way to kill her without doing that anyway. So that's the one thing where it's like, okay, if he's doing this, like, again, to what end? I, I don't know, and I'm not sure that that's one thing that doesn't totally track in the same way that, like, drinking the bathwater does. Because, like you said, that kind of goes to his whole infatuation anyway, that, like, that 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 as it's, as its own separate interesting discussion anyway. And I think... 
I think the other thing about the class aspect of it is like there is a read of this movie where it could be like obsession drives you to places and if Mm -hmm. I can't have you no one can and I would be fine with that but the other thing just from the end that I do think is worth mentioning is just the pacing of it where you go from the party which I think is incredibly shot to just suddenly there's the scene of them dead there's like these very hyper there's several scenes we can talk about but you go from that to then the sister's dead to then he's suddenly gone 15 years to then the he got the mom and now he's killing the mother in like 20 minutes like it's a very fast like kind of speeds through it in a way that i think combined with the shock of just like whatever's happening just makes it very hard to get there and i think the like for a movie that like frankly has some fat in it and like i think lags a lot and like probably could cut a bit down i think that the speed at which you rush through those things i think it makes it even harder for the audience to be like oh where are we going to go next? And it's like, oh, now we're putting razor blades on the side of the tub. And I'm like, okay. Yeah, I just, no, I totally agree. I mean, and I've heard some people draw like some parallels to like Promising Young Woman's ending like that. And I think a point someone might have made a promise to me about Promising Young Woman at the time was like the cops let her down in the first place, but then she puts it in the cops' hands at the end. And uh, at the same point, it's like she kind of serves it up to the cops on a silver platter there, whereas the point is like the cops are just can't be trusted to do good work. Like I, I, I'll defend the ending of that one. But at the same time, I, I understand why people thought like it kind of came at them kind of fast and was a lot at the end of it there. But it tracks for me better in Promising Young Woman than it does here. And like I said, it just I don't think it, it really clarifies exactly who Oliver was in the way it really should. It might qu- clarify you might make clear who he is at that point and who he has become and what his goals were. But like, I don't, I don't think it, I, I just, I, I don't think all the, all of the emotional beats for him fully really track all the way through taking it all into account leading up to that point and through that final revelation, which is, which I think is just a problem when he's your, uh, when, when he is your whole point of view character for just about the entire movie. I, I think if, he, if people are left doubting that, I think that's a problem, you know? So I think, so very briefly, I would just say the top line reason I think Promise Young Woman works for me is the Bo Burnham character. I think you Mm. have this really fascinating arc where you have this character Mm. that Mm. is the nice guy, that is the one person that makes her think, maybe I don't need to go through with all of this, that maybe the world is not bad. And then she gets the video of the assault and there he is just drinking and having a thing. And then you find out at the end of the movie, no, he was a bad guy. He doesn't report the things. Like Like it's one of these things where like, it's so effective where like, I can forgive some of the plot holes because you have this like the character that like makes the world able to be lived in again was not that and completely betrays her. And then it like not betrays her, but like was never like that in many ways. And I think you can forgive the little piece of this. The thing with this is like what Jacob Elordi's character do outside of being hot and like a little bit of an asshole, like he didn't really do anything. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I think Again, I guess, I guess, again, it, that, that kind of goes again to your, you know, uh, your, your reading of the end. And you kind of read that as the way he, they're, they're having uh, Oliver give the master speech is him like saying, oh, no, my plan was like murder and taking over this estate all along. But like if, 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 you, if you read it the way I initially did, I guess you could see it as like, look, that sets him off. When he just when he is just I mean, again, yeah. I, well, I guess it's two separate things. One, it's like you know what what does Oliver think he did, or and what what is what does Emerald Fennel think he did, you know? And Oliver yeah. 
you know, Oliver just kind of sees it as you're, you're rejecting me. I'm still me. Even if I'm, if, if my parents aren't who I said they were. And th- if that, that was how, what I read him is just like really taking him off and just seeing like, well, these people don't deserve this life any more than I do. I, 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 I think I've proven I, I belong here and you're just trying to kick me out because I, you know, you, you want to, you know, assuage your, you know, the guilt that comes with all your privilege or whatever. Uh, em- em- Emerald Fennel on the, on the other hand, they're like, she might be like, you know, I think if she thinks these people did anything wrong, it's, it's, I, you know, yeah, it's like, is she wanting to say something bad? Like, is she trying to get something across about what these people are and how they kind of have it coming? And I don't, I I kind of agree with you. Like, I don't really think they're seen doing anything bad enough. Like, yeah, like, let's say, like, I made the comment earlier about like enjoying like Lady Elspeth, like, you know, like uh, just the comment she's making about the Carrie Mulligan character and how that conveys how she is as a person. But that doesn't like, that, that if you're talking about like the scale of like awful things rich people do, you know, talking shit about a friend that like had some problems is like pretty low on the scale of like bad things, especially when it seems like a friend that they did try and do a lot for. They just like, you know, they, they, they just still kind of talk shit about her when they, she didn't turn her life around. Like it's it's not it's, it's nothing really that bad that you see them maybe like turning their noses up at like certain people or maybe saying something kind of snooty. But none of them are like doing anything that's like, you know. Yeah, it, it's not like eliciting real eat the rich feelings, you know. So I, I see, I see what you're saying by that. So I think, I think that's why it is better to like, in theory, I want to appreciate a version of this movie for that. It's just like about the dangers of like aspiring to that kind of wealth and maybe how empty that kind of life is. I mean, we haven't really talked that much about how fun this summer actually looked. Uh, you know, I yeah, I, I got that point real quick. I was going to say, I do think the movie is actually quite good at the. Like the for instance, the Carrie Mulligan character, the way that it portrays the rich as having these, I guess, pet charity cases is the best way to describe it. Like, there's a mo- mention of like Jacob Elordi's character has had like, I guess, previous poor poor boys like for the summer before, like mm-hmm. you know, the, like the like the flavor of the summer. And so there is this interesting thing about the way that the rich will you like give to the poor as much as it makes them feel good about themselves, and the moment it doesn't, they'll toss you out and so i do think there's interesting class commentary there it's just and like there is an interesting piece of then one of the one of the like the the charity cases for their vanity coming back to bite them that's really interesting it's just the 11th degree to all of it that i think is hard to suss out and what i would just say is like i just don't think that emerald fennel thinks of her main characters as being like characters i think they are vehicles and i think in this case especially like i think this is true of probably everyone too i think there's like the internality is not really there and i think she's incredibly good at making these worlds and shooting them but i think that if you actually try and take either the carrie mulligan character in promising woman or oliver quick and actually be like what is their internal life i just it doesn't really make sense and i think it's it becomes more frustrating when you're trying when you're kind of given these surprise things where like in promising woman i can go with it but I also feel like you have to accept a fundamentally like illogical nature to what's happening there. Whereas here, it's like this mastermind thing. Cause if Oliver Quick is a mastermind, why does he look like a scared deer in the car with Felix to go to his parents' house? And he knows that's gonna ruin everything. Why doesn't he say, like, like I have PTSD, I will pass out and like I I will jump out of this car right now? Like nothing he could have done would have been worse than what happens in that scene to that entire relationship. And it doesn't fit with the character who is supposed to be this maniacal like genius to just ride along with it. And so there's just, there are bits and pieces where I just don't understand who this person is 
what drove them to be successful enough to get into Oxford and to get a scholarship, especially like in this time period where that was not easy. Um, go and then do this. I just I I'm as someone who like like spoiler alert like I am recording this from a Harvard dorm like I went to Harvard for undergrad like I've been around very rich people in this kind of environment but it's I just can't figure out in my head like how he got there should make it clear for anyone any of our listeners that want to eat the rich you're 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 not really a Felix right so uh, (laughs) (laughs) Um, I wish uh, I looked like that (laughs) god I I, you know I think I think it's interesting because I I think you and I really did have different reads on like just how how far back the plan went and I think that's coloring a, a little bit how I'm viewing it and I think my overall thing was I just I just wanted a I I you know that's why I think that like I think that is a good point though about the about the ride back. Like so, e- either way you look at it, that doesn't make much sense, right? So it's like you know if if you if you kind of like see it the way I do, like there is no way like and and that is what like in that moment in that 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 thing is what sets them off to like to do everything else from that point forth. Then it's like what what why did he let it get to that point anyway? If like if if, if that was if, if this was so bad that that was going to be his reaction, I guess maybe he was just and I guess my response to that is maybe well, maybe he's betting that like Felix won't care and at that point, but like if 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 it really was his plan all along to like just be a just to like you know uh, just murder them all and take over Saltburn, then like yes, you're right. Like why why even like you know why even risk it at that point? Um, is I, the interpretation we need to come to is that final speech is a lie because. The, the car ride to the parents is the day of the party. Like 24 hours after that car ride, Felix is dead. Mm-hmm. And it's hard for me to reconcile that Oliver Quick character as I have this master plan to kill everyone. At that point, don't you just drive the car off the road and kill Jacob Elordi there? Like, I, it's like, I'm like, the timeline of this is just so tight that it's hard for me to figure out how you get to those pieces and it may just be a cover and maybe that he's no, trying he, to he, he's like going through that party all along like it seems like he genuinely like wants to talk to all uh, to felix and like try and win his affections back right like that that, that that's why that doesn't seem like an act to me necessarily oh no i mean the obsession with oliver is like to me the the kill them all is more of a if i can't have you nobody can and if you can't see my value you're actually a bad person and like kind mm-hmm. of like coping thing there but at the same time like that's what i'm saying like if if, 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 yeah. he, if he looks at re- recognize his value and like you know man i i i you know i i i know i've seen the real you anyway and like i i it's unfortunate that you didn't feel like you could trust me with this before and that you wouldn't think i would have seen the value in you but i still do and i really see you as a part of this family i don't think he ever does anything else after that you know yeah. I mean, and maybe there's like and maybe there's a version of the movie where like or a version of of, of events in that world where he says that and then there's still some like you know weird infatuation sexual stuff going on, but like he you know first and foremost, and this goes to like the the sexuality of it all too. And I think I, did Emerald Fennel I think say somewhere like that maybe maybe she said oh no Oliver is definitely bi and she wouldn't like really give a straight answer on Felix. I maybe I heard something like that. Uh, I I I I, I don't know where I, I, maybe it wasn't from her. Maybe it was from someone else. But I I thought I heard something like that. And the the, the idea being like you know how much of this is driven by, you know, him just wanting to be a part of that world versus just saying like his infatuation with Felix and they're, they're not mutually exclusive at the same time. And I, cause I, my read on him at the, he just seems like he's like on tilt, like really, really actually not fully in control of what he's doing at that party up. Cause he, he's just like anxiously trying to get through the party, trying to get Felix to talk to him. And it's when he finally shuts him out. I, I, I took it. It's like, that was when he cracked, you know, and snapped. Yeah. 
I, I, compl- I, I can see that reading. I also mm-hmm. can see like Jacob Elordi is like very known for playing like sexually ambiguous characters. Like that's the whole thing with like Nate on Euphoria. Oh, yeah. Like that's the whole thing with frankly this press tour, which has been wild. Like the clips of them giving interviews are incredible. But it's, I think it's interesting just in terms of like, I like. It's very hard for me to read what Felix thinks about the Oliver Quick character, especially just because we don't really get like it's almost that he glows so much that it's hard to like see him as a like real person. He's almost like an idea in this movie. Like he's like I don't want to say an object because it's not that he's an object. It's like he's a concept. He's like he's like the son of this movie. He's just like the beautiful sparkling effervescent uh, like gold I, I, I wanted to be friends with him <laughs> oh god yeah he's like it's like a great hang like outside of like seemed like kind of a jerk at times but like that's how people are especially when they're like what is this age in this like 20 something like that like they're not that old um i mean the bear kyogen's like first year of college so let's say 18 but it's it's hard for me to suss out the motivations and i also think it's just one of those things where like so let's let's take the the version we just kind of came to which is let's say putting aside this final speech let's say mm-hmm. he snaps after that parent thing and is like they have the final conversation he's like fine if i can't have you no one can kills him why does he then kill the sister too the sister's already unstable like what was why was that necessary well yeah why was so he- i guess it just depends when when if, if if well if you want to say at that point once he killed felix that's when he like because that, that that is weird it's like well the passage of time is a little funny in Fair. at that point too, because it's like it's implied that the the family is just like kind of accepted him as like a part of the family, especially Elspeth at that point, yeah. and he's just like hanging around for some point after, like you know, like it's just I don't know, it's weird because like I, it, she basically says at one point like oh you know you only knew him for like six months and this is there for the summer and all this is happening at least the deaths are happening it seems like in the summer because at some point he's going back to school so he kills her before he goes back to school, right? So I don't it's like- think, so he says he doesn't go back to school because there's a conversation between the the Richard Grant Richard Grant character and him about like shouldn't you be going back to Oxford? And he's like, oh no, I'll I'll, I'll oh. like yeah. So it, this lags on for a while. There is a read where it's like whenever he should be going back, there's a way to kill kill another character, but he he doesn't he so what he does to Felix is flat out murder. He kind of just puts the razors there and the implication is that uh uh venetia does it herself and so obviously there's like a push for or, or is the implication that he made it look that way i i it the the movie leaves it ambiguous is what i will say i but, wait, I, wait, wait, but if they're having him give that speech in that manner it's almost like they're wanting you to think he killed her right but he's also a coward and so it's hard for me to reconcile that with someone who just like sl- like slits her wrist in the bath but that said like the blood i will say the blood pattern in that bathroom looks like he killed her you know i got you but to your question like why why do it then uh after 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 killing him it's like okay so let's just say let's just say my if my reading is right and it's just like oh he snaps and then that is when he does it does he then just hatch the whole plan from right in that point when he's like in this manic state where he has committed this first crime like that seems a little far-fetched too to think he just came up with all of it that fast and maybe he comes up with it sometime in the aftermath after that where he's like seeing how the family reacts i don't want to sleep on that scene where they're at the lunch table uh like the day after he dies which is like honestly low-key maybe the wildest scene in the movie to like see Did them you like it or not i i i i was so like i liked it in that like i i couldn't help but be like laugh at it because it's like I, again, I, I, that was maybe one place where I thought like she was almost like 
putting her thumb on the scale as to like how we should be feeling about the rich. But like at the same time, it was a very novel type of scene. So I kind of appreciated it for that anyway, where it's like, they're just like talking about, Oh, how was the party? Like what, what the fuck? Like I, it, I, I was like almost in shock about like how, like, is this like, I was like, wait, is this actually happening? Is this how, is, is this, am I going to, is this like something that's in someone's mind? It's like, no, this is actually how she is saying these people would talk the morning after their son woke up dead uh, or woke up dead. Uh, the, so it was, I was into that part. Yeah, I, no, I, I really liked that part. It was more like the uh, eat your food, like the hysterical crying over the thing where I was like, you either have to have this be like the hysterics of it and like to the 11th degree, or it has to be like upsettingly calm, like in a way that makes no sense. And like, like to me, that felt a little bit scene where she was like, I'm gonna do red curtains. It's gonna be bright red and it's gonna like look mm -hmm. awesome. And then everything else was a little backfilled. One thing I do want to dwell on for a second that I was just thinking about, which was mm -hmm. in that scene, because that's when they cast out the Farley character, correct? Yeah, because Far Farley's like, sneers at uh, Oliver and is like, why are you even still here? And then Oliver like is like, well, you're the one that I cocaine at the party last night. Maybe you shouldn't be here too if he's OD'd on that, you know? Which is like, because the to, to me, the Farley character, while there are wildly bungled racial politics to that character, and frankly, I think like a pretty poorly like fleshed out character in general, because he's like, in the scene with the tutor, there's just a lot of pieces where I'm like, this was just an extra character she threw in that was not well done. But there's the in earlier part with Farley where like uh, Oliver frames Farley for trying to sell the plates. And you get the sense of things happening earlier where he's like reading the plate books and like talking to the father about it. And, like, you know, he's playing their games. But like, to me, that's as someone who has to like work in these circles quite a bit. I was just like, I, I, I been there where you're like you have to know what the buttons are to press with people and like how to talk about what they want like someone's got their book of plates like learn about it but he's also he he's also he's also like the one like um unambiguously queer character in the movie too so yeah. i think the handling of him is just notable for that also it's just there's a lot of weird stuff there yeah but it was to me the thing was like because there's the idea behind the farley character is that this is the the sister of the Rosamund Pike character, I believe, but who had left her America, like was not, not doing well financially. There was a lot of like begging the family for money and stuff like that. And so it was like this inside outside thing where it was, I think intended to be this character that was like, even if you're down on your luck, you're still inside this. And like the reason that was the conclusion I came to for most of the movie was that you, you then come back to the birthday party and Farley was there again. And Oliver's like, you shouldn't be here. And he's like, Rich, I'm on the list. And so there's this idea that even if you've tried like gone against the family, you will always still be part of the family and Oliver never will be. But then in the final thing, they're like, actually get out and never talk to me again. And I was just like, but we just did a whole thing about how actually if you're they'd already kicked they'd already kicked they'd already done that once with him too. Yeah. It's like it's like I think I think it's like implied like he he would if, he would probably if, if if like Oliver hadn't killed them all off he probably would have been back at some point anyway you know well that's the thing that confuses me though is fifteen years later is it fifteen like, like I I missed that like it I, was I heard someone I, else say that but I didn't I I didn't know where I was supposed to pick that up because they do make Oliver look different and a little more mature but like I didn't necessarily it didn't strike me as that many years later in the moment I assumed it was modern day and so from uh, two thousand six that's like. 17 yeah. years like that like i didn't i he, didn't know that but like he i i, I you know what? there was a newspaper somewhere in there is mm. i think because they show the newspaper with the the james the richard great characters died yeah but regardless he's significantly gone forward in the future but if the, the thing is if he's gonna get salt burn in the end where did all the other family go and like what like to me it was one of those things where like you either need to have the rosamund pike character be even crazier in a way that like this all fits or you have to have more time here. Yeah. Why would, like, why, why, 
how did he actually get her to will everything to him? Was he drugging her slowly and killing her and then that it weakening, weakening her mind to the point where you can convince her to do that? Or like, I, I, I thought well, for a second when she invited him back, I thought there, and maybe that we we're supposed to take it anyway, that like he started sleeping with her and then like exerted control over her that way. Like I, I thought that was where it was headed, but then it just skipped through everything really fast. So I will say things that I was a little spoiled, but not really was that I looked at the cast list before I saw the movie and I saw, oh, everyone in this movie is related to the Jacob Elordi character except for Barry Keoghan. I thought he was going to, I thought he was going to sleep with the mom. I was expecting that, that, not the sister. Oh, like, oh the when one, they were yeah. at Salford the first time. And so that, that would have made more sense as far as like, what is if tying it to any of his ultimate aims, you know? It, it would have been interesting. And like, I just, just generally, it was unclear to me how that happened. It was unclear to me about like, there are a lot of interesting things here about like, can you get on the other side? Is it possible to get on the inside? Old money's old money. What is the, like, is it ever possible to actually be on the inside or are you always just going to be staring at the window hoping they they pick you out of the little uh, toy machine for an a- afternoon? Mm-hmm. And there were just a lot of pieces in the story that like didn't fit that. And so I, I'm a little confused by it. But that said, I, we should, I just will say like Rosamund Pike rules and like I would watch her at anything. And like, this was like, very different from what I'm used to seeing her do. Like, I feel like... I don't feel like, like I've seen her do much lately. Like, I I didn't like that movie I care a lot. I mean, Gone Girl is obviously great, but like, I, I couldn't tell you what I've what she's done since Gone Girl that I really like. So it's cool that she got to be in, give this fun of performance. Well, so I, I'm sure you, you, maybe you know this, but like Blank Check is doing David uh, Fincher right now. And so hmm. they had a Gone Girl episode. It was like two or three weeks ago. And one of the things they were saying was that she really got pigeonholed into the ice queen role after gone girl and so to me this was like a very different character in that way that i really enjoyed and i thought it like really showed range for her like to me if someone if she just got like a supporting actress nomination i would be like yes love it but to me i guess the top line thing is that i think there are really interesting sexual politics in this i think there are really interesting class politics i think the ambiguities are really fascinating i just feel like ultimately the movie comes to a point where it's like this is the answer and I think it's an answer that I was very unsatisfied by and I think just didn't work for me honestly I I think I will definitely rewatch this I think it's a vibe but I also think it's very hard to have your POV character be this outsider like we always root for outsiders and so you have this outsider who's gonna be in get the boy like be in the family and then it's like jk i murdered them all and now their house is mine and like here's the thing at the end of the movie yes he got salt burn and he's there by himself and when he dies it'll go to someone else and what was the point of all of this like he doesn't have a family he doesn't have anything else he the implication is that he spent 15 years just like waiting around to be able to finally steal this mansion well yeah i didn't know if it was supposed to be like i didn't know if we were supposed to think okay if it's 15 years i don't know if we're supposed to think he went back to school and like supported himself or he got paid off enough by the dad to leave when he did to just like you know fuck off for 15 years and like work odd jobs or something to make the rest money when he needed i don't i don't know but um i assumed he got enough money that he just was able to dick around for 15 yeah years. so yeah i mean good for him i guess uh yeah. what what's your read on the final scene the the dance mm-hmm. uh well we, we didn't talk about the grave fucking first of all yeah we I mean i enjoyed i thought that was interesting I mean, yeah, I feel like that's just like, that's just, a, it's a different version of the bathtub scene, obviously. It's like, you know, it goes back to his like, yeah. you know, infatuation and, um, and cause, well, I mean, we didn't talk about that. But we also didn't, we, we really didn't talk that much about the, the sexual politics of the movie, which I think are, I mean, like you said, the, the, the racial aspect of Fairly is like very underbaked in a way. 
And yeah. I mean, I think I, well, like I heard someone else make a point on one of one of the podcasts I listened to that I thought made a lot of sense. It's like, you know, it maybe shouldn't have been, maybe it's maybe more fitting that it is with respect to Farrelly's race, because this is a family that would like probably not talk about race in that way and would see themselves as being above that, even if they would treat him as less than in some ways or talk or like think, think certain things or maybe talk behind closed doors. Like we're not going to be with, with this not being from their perspective, we're not going to be privy to them really commenting on his race at all of it. Uh, so I kind of get it from that perspective, but like we, 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 one, we didn't talk about the grave fucking. We also didn't talk about like Oliver waking up on top of fairly in bed or like, or fairly waking up with Oliver on top of him. So that's where Oliver, again, using his, you know, I, I don't even want to call it sexual prowess. Cause it seems like it's a little more, you know, um, literally big dick energy as like the characters themselves comment on that too. So yeah, I mean, we, well, yeah, I mean, not that there's a lot to add to it, but like there's yeah. a scene where, uh, they're apparently only allowed to sunbathe nude in this one part of the estate. And Oliver, you know, who's been, again, uh, putting on his act as a shy wallflower to that point, is like, all right, sure, I'm in. And then they are all very impressed with how well endowed he is. And then, you know, Farrelly has just been like, you know, antagonizing him the whole movie. And then he kind of like, in a way, takes the power back by just like, you know, um, just waking him up and giving him a a hand job, I guess, you know. Oh, I assumed he inserted him. I assumed that was like full on fucking. Oh, uh, uh, very well. That was why he spit spit on it. It was my like, but even then, like. I didn't even think about the sexual politics of that scene that much because to me, that was a cover for him to be able to get into his laptop. And so I almost felt like it was, he's using sex as a weapon and he's willing to use it any way he can. But, but right. Well, it goes to like, what yeah. do, you can tell me if you think it even matters yeah. that much, but it's like, it's never really taking it. it he, he's not even admitting it if he is in love with Felix, but the movie's not, it's, it's almost, I don't think the movie is like taking a hard stance on his sexuality necessarily it's like it, yeah he's he's not he's obviously not straight but it's like it, 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 the movie almost seems as like in, as intent on making it seem like he's just like a psychopath that'll use sex for anything as opposed to like someone that is being driven purely by like you know sexual desire at the same time you know what i mean yeah i i so i just find questions of sexuality like not that interesting if i'm being honest because mm-hmm. i think this is a character that is very clearly drawn to like want to drink felix's like bathwater slash like semen out of it and so like those questions i find less interesting it's more of like a yeah i don't think the movie's asking you to guess at it i guess i guess my point was like was it trying to offer any kind of commentary on it i don't even think so you know i guess what i was trying to say i i don't think so so what i will say is i don't think so in any way that's novel i think ripley does it more interestingly i think the favor does it more interestingly i think there are a number like the idea of we talked about earlier which is like sex versus wanting to be someone is like a well-trod trope that's very true to real life and so i don't think it's that but i do think it's interesting where you have the felix is the only one he's clearly like in love with whereas like or like i i I would say it's in love with i think it's whatever this character's like weird brain of love thinks is Mm -hmm. that is what he's in with felix and it's like all he has to do is see me and to the other interesting thing about the movie is I I think on the other end, I think the Felix character is actually really interesting in that way because the way he deals with women is like very transactional. And to me, it almost like to me, the first 30 minutes of the movie of him at Oxford actually read like, I am beautiful and women will have sex with me, therefore I will. But it didn't seem like he was like, like desperate, like there wasn't like some woman he was like going after. There wasn't like really like flirtation. It was like women like walk him into their bedroom and so he has sex with them. And it, like, to me, that is a character type where you could like very easily see someone like who is either 
like bi and like not come to terms with it or even just like gay but like beautiful and doesn't have to deal with it and so like it made sense to me but I also think it's hard to do that where you have then the way he uses sex as part of this whole like I guess what we'll call a mission or like the like the way he uses it with the sister with uh with Farley obviously with the mom later like there's clearly a way he uses it as a weapon and I think it's very interesting but I also think the movie I don't think has a I didn't take away from it any like broader understanding of this outside of people can both be horny for one person and then use their like weapons for evil and another like it just I, I don't know if there's a bigger worldview there to be honest I was just kind of disappointed by it to be honest you're disappointed by the, by like the lack of clarity of what it was like to me queer films are really interesting because there's a way to talk about like longing unrequited like what could have been there are all these things that like i think queer films are better at encapsulating than straight films in some ways where i think like especially for straight audience i think there are certain themes that will just work better in them but i also think there are ways you can do like the whatever so, could have been or like if we, if only i could be the person you want me to be all those things i just didn't so yeah go ahead. So i actually went back before right before you did the pod and i watched the um i watched the scene in ripley where uh where tom kills dicky and because like I, I was trying to like refamiliarize myself a little bit with the plot so like i read the plot summary yeah. and like about and it makes a comment about how oh he expresses feelings for dicky uh right before right before then or whatever and i was like i don't re- I, I i didn't necessarily know how explicit that was uh, and what I recalled, so I went back and watched the scene and like, it's like, yeah, it's, it's, it's there, but like, it's not like a, Oh, I I'm in love with you. Don't marry her. It's more like, you know, we got a good thing going here. Why are you doing that? You love me. You're not marrying me. Like it's, 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 it's saying it's coded is makes it seem like it's a little more is left unsaid than actually is, but it's, you know, it's, 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 it's there in a way where it's not necessarily here, but like that character is, you know, still you know processing being left behind in a different way than he does here I, I i say all that to say like is do you think ripley handles the sexuality there because it also i guess it implies at the end that like um that uh that tom is with this other guy at the end of the movie too yeah. so um, yeah, and then he has to kill him um, right, right 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 so it's like you know it, it, that handles it like do you when you're talking about how you wish you maybe they'd done it a little differently here is is the, the way sexuality is handled in ripley a little different for you and effective in a better and is it more effective uh i think so i'm just talking about the 99 movie i like don't, there's obviously a larger book series that like mm-hmm. I yeah think no just the movie, the character yeah. differently but in the movie my read of it was always just that the the ripley character is is queer is in love with dicky but also like that's almost just like an underpinning of it. Like all the things that happen are, I don't think because he's queer and I don't think in spite of his queerness, I think it's just like a fact of it where like he's in love with his character. He also wants it. And like, ultimately the confluence leads him to these self-destructive motivations. And so Mm. to me, I have never had any read of it. That is not that like Ripley is in love with Dickie, but at the same time, I've also felt like it's almost like, it's also this 1999 movie, and so I feel like the degree to which you would probably explicitly do it is less, but I just didn't feel like it was... Like, the read we would have in Saltburn is that Oliver is in love with Felix and is spurned, and that's why he kills him. And my memory of Ripley is that's not the motivations that happen there. It's, like, much more of a, like... Isn't it a, like... Yeah, no, well, to yeah. He, well, it's not even, like, Dickie, like, turning him down from a romantic perspective. It's more just, like, 
he's like, no, I, I, I want to, I want to go marry the Gwyneth Paltrow character. And yeah. And, and just the fact that like, you know, Tom is trying to dissuade him from any of it. He, he more just goes on to like, like, let's not be friends. It's, I mean, I guess it's not totally dissimilar to like what Felix does to Oliver, but he's more just like, you're not friends, but he like, he straight up calls him a leech. And I, in a way it almost like in theory is like a little more cutting. It's a, it's a little more, it, it should cut to the core a little bit more in Ripley because the, the, at that point, it's not like he's discovered some kind of like wrong, other kind of like explicit wrongdoing, like Oliver telling the lie he does here. He's more like, you're a leech. You're just boring and you're a leech. And I don't know why I have you around. It's like, it's so it's like almost more personal in that way when you can't blame it on like some other kind of like specific act. It's like, no, I, I just don't like you and I don't like your vibe is. And so that, that is almost what sets Tom off almost less so than yeah. being a scorned lover. It's like, wow, he just doesn't like me at all as a person in the way he's expressing himself in this moment. But um, no, I mean, I yeah, hear no, you're, I, yeah, you're right. Yeah. Um, but I, but I hear I you like, too. Oh, yeah. sorry. Go ahead. No, I was just gonna say you're right there, and I think I, like my memory of it was less on the sexual aspect, but I think mm-hmm. I think you're correct. Like I'm just it was just refreshing it. Uh, but but, I, but 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 I think you're right in that like on um, you know m- m- maybe they m- maybe there's just like more they could have done in Saltburn as far as just like you know handling that aspect of it. But I am wondering because we talked a little bit about like uh, Jacob Lordy's press tour. Did you have bigger expectations for it because of the ways people were talking about the movie beforehand and how? Jacob Elordi seems like be playing into it in a way that's not necessarily like the queer baiting that actors sometimes kind of get accused of when they're in these situations. I, I, I never view it as queer baiting with Jacob Elordi because his entire like vibe is by King, mm. like given the number of performances he's done, like just the press tour is incredible. Just the number of quotes of him being like, uh, my first crush was like Leonardo DiCaprio and like, uh, what's the, um, What's the what's his first Oscar nomination from like the mid nineties? What's, anyway, what's eating Gilbert uh, Grape? Gilbert Grape. I was like, why is Grape coming in my mind? Yeah, uh, Gil- what's eating Gilbert Grape? But his um, crush is Leonardo DiCaprio, and what's eating Gilbert Grape? Where he plays like uh, someone with a mental disability. Maybe yeah, I think you might be, I think you might be getting confused. I, I mean, I, I saw the Brad Pitt where you said Brad Pitt in the interview, but I, maybe you said like Leonardo DiCaprio in Basketball Diaries or something like that. That might maybe make it sense. was just the Brad Pitt. There have been there were multiple of these quotes. <laughs> Gilbert Gilbert Grape has a mental disability. No, that's not. It was Orlando Bloom wild. was the other one, not Leonardo oh, okay. DiCaprio. I'm just an idiot. Okay. Um, but yeah, no, it was because uh, it's also like every time they've asked him, it was Brad Pitt and Orlando Bloom, and I was just like, okay, mm. go off, King, like. Like actors are entitled to their own privacy, like fine by me. And frankly, like he plays this character a lot, <laughs> given like like many of the things he's been in. And frankly, Barry Keoghan does too. And so it's not like shocking to me in terms of that. I did expect there to be like this is what we had at the beginning, outside of the like the bathtub scene and the vampire scene, which while being I think implied explicit, like doesn't really show much. There's like some implied period blood, but like there's not actually any like genitalia in any form really there. And then the Farley well, scene, which is like yeah, they don't show genitalia, but like from uh from from Farley's perspective, you can see him going down on her. Yeah. So like, but but you, it's very like it's all implied, and so mm-hmm. I was surprised there was like not that I was like this was the only reason I went, but like I would it wouldn't have shocked me if there was like a like. You compare this to a movie like Calling by Your Name, which there are so many different movies you compare this to, but where there is like one of the criticisms of that movie is like you never actually like I think the army see that, you, don't, you don't see you don't see them having sex, right? You don't see them having sex, but like there's still like implied like there is implied intimacy and stuff like that. But like I was just more surprised the degree to which the Alordi character is just like almost not a part of it. 
like I would have thought there was like like I think that going in I expected there to be either like some sort of like forbidden romance some sort of like unrequited thing but I thought it would have like a something where the Barry Keoghan and Jacob Elordi characters actually like do something and then maybe Jacob Elordi's character is like absolutely not or like there's something you could imagine it going wrong or whatever but I was imagining there'd be something and there just wasn't anything and like I'm not really mad about it like of all the things that frustrated me about this movie like the lack of Jacob Elordi having sex with men was like not by far anywhere near the top of my list yeah as long as you get to look at him right (laughs) I mean (laughs) so fucking gorgeous um and so like they're like I guess what I I thought the politics were interesting enough and I thought the question were interesting enough that I didn't think it was by any means required and I was just I do think like some of the press stuff has been entertaining but it was more that I thought there'd be something there and I think that it like frankly leaving the movie one of the big questions I have and I'll have to go see it again and like answer this myself is like were we just reading into it the same way that Oliver was or was there actually anything there because like like this so there is a running joke about gay men, which is basically like, is he actually flirting with you or is it just a nice straight man? And like, that's just like a, a thing that happens where you're like, oh, he's flirting with me. He's like, nope, that's just a very nice straight man. And so I like am genuinely unsure if there was anything actually there or if like we as the audience, because we also thought there was going to be something, we're reading into it. And I yeah, don't know. And I don't know if that ambiguity, and like we're saying, like maybe they could have like, you know, maybe there's another way they handle it that feels more satisfying. But at the same time, I don't think that ambiguity is necessarily a bad thing, um, yeah. you know, and and that's fine. Like if it's, you know, to, 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 to have that all be left, like, you know, what was left unsaid, what, you know, and having those questions, I, I that's not something I left the movie feeling that I needed to have resolved, though I, I could have seen another way in which, yeah, maybe they would have brought them to the precipice of doing something and then backed away. But as, as, as it is now, I, I almost think it's like, it's not even necessarily the very nice straight man. It's like the, the, because like we said, he, in some ways he is a bit of a dick, though he doesn't do anything that necessarily means he deserves to die. But like, I I, I, I guess I thought it was more of a, like, a you know, like we're being told over and over again, like this is a thing he likes to do, you know? Um, and the family members, like, you know, they, they're making offhanded comments enough throughout the movie that maybe if they, if they actually did think he was gay in some way, I feel like maybe one of them might have just said something at one point and we never hear that. I just don't think this family would have cared at all. I did not get the sense that of all the things in this family that they were like homophobic in any way or whatever. No, no, I, I know. I, well, not even like homophobic, like like uh, we, we would be disapproving of it in a way, but like maybe one of them might have made a comment that like about oh, yeah. these other guys he keeps bringing back. Like they might have just said something about it, not like in a in, in, in like an incredibly disapproving way, but just being like, yeah, we know he does that, but like whatever, we're off doing his own thing. They never like comment on it to that effect, which is which is fine. I I I think my my reading of it, honestly, if you made me pick what 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 is what, and I don't think, and I wouldn't expect Emerald Fennel to like come to explain it to us one way or the other, but it might just be more like, yeah, this is just a straight guy that like is just like so involved in himself that like maybe he never seems all that impressed with any girl. And so that's why he doesn't seem like he's super into the hookups. And but he but but at the end of the day, he is he is straight, but like he's just nice to this charity case and uh but like only on his own terms. And he when those terms aren't really that interesting to him anymore, he's fine discarding them. And but then we see the consequences of that. And that that's a reading. And maybe there is another reading where it's like, you know, uh he just doesn't want to you know, he maybe he does have something, maybe he's something less, something that's not quite straight, but, you know, just doesn't want to, d- doesn't actually necessarily, maybe either he's 
closeted or just doesn't want to guess like go there with this particular friend I, I, it could be anything and i think that ambiguity is fine and in 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 an okay thing to be present in this movie again at the end of the day my ideal version of this movie though i think is just one where again he is uh that where oliver is not necessarily quite the machiavellian figure that he turns out to be and it's just where he gets sucked in because again I, I i alluded to it earlier it looks like a fun way to spend a summer but also like at the same time like kind of showing us that like this is also a fairly empty life you know what i mean yeah you like, get bored like this it is like boring right for like i mean we I, I i'm not sure how old we're supposed to think the sister is uh and if we're supposed to think felix is older than oliver or not i think maybe we think he, he might be so felix like, is definitely older than oliver because there's a whole thing so i like studied at oxford for a summer yeah. and i know there's a whole thing with like in the dining hall with the first years and like the, the, there's a ceremony that you see oliver coming out of that jacob's rewarding him which i think is mm. because the oxford system is basically like you just don't have exam you basically don't have assignments then you have a bunch of exams in the semester and i think it's the end of first year like celebration of like you've gotten through everything and so i assume that the alordi character is going back to school in some form the, imp the implication is not that he's going to real life so i would assume he's a year or two above him but yeah it's and, close. I, and, I, and i i would almost think maybe the sister's supposed to be older than him because it, where it's implied she's like a screw up and uh is this I like, the sister's like my age okay yeah, like so, yeah. The, the actress doesn't look that much older than jacob already though to me so i wasn't totally sure but like it's it's implied almost that like she is like a screw up that like hasn't figured life out and has had these problems with eating disorders and that's part of how oliver knows to how to manipulate her but she's just there and like that's just her life her family's not forcing her to go get a job she just like hangs out lounges around and that and and, and that is what it is and i think we're led to see like this is just an empty life and aspiring to that is a dangerous thing because you know it's gonna it's you're because especially because like what you're doing it in service of getting to a point where you do what I, I would have been fine with the movie with where that was the message. It just seemed like she, it tried to do a ton more that it didn't need to do is what I would say at the end of the day. Yeah. Is, is, there, is there anything else? Like, are there any other points you didn't, you, you kind of want to get out there? Cause I feel like I enjoyed talking about it with you, but I'm not yeah. sure. Like if we, if we, exa if, if, if we, if we really were fully coherent on like what we ultimately think we wanted out of this. And I'm wondering is, did you have anything else you wanted to say as far as like something you think the movie, you wish the movie could have been or anything you wish it could have done uh, anything else you're wishing it would have done that like would have like made it a better experience for you. Well, so what I'm processing more is that if the, if the final speech was the moment I knew that I couldn't have Felix, I knew that I would take like that. I like, the moment I knew I would never be one of these people is the moment I knew I would take everything from them. And it becomes like one of these things where it's like the, um, like literally the parasite thing where like the people you let inside, like end up taking over the whole thing. But it was up to that point, like the obsession and then the obsession just boils over instead of being like this mastermind thing. I think I would probably be higher on this. And I'm mm -hmm. like, I, I would want to watch it again and see like, Maybe I'm overreading the degree to which the mastermind degree is selling it. But I like what I will say is that I thought it was very interesting. It makes me want to watch Barry Keogh get in more things, to be honest. Like much as he looks like a deer. I I still have not seen um oh god, what was the uh Irish film from last year that was a big Oscar player? Uh, oh, um uh, uh Badge of Inishir. I need uh -huh. to see that. And so like oh, that man, yeah, he's great yeah. in that. Yeah, last year grad school was rough. Um, <laughs> so I'm I'm behind on some of that stuff. But my answer is if you go into this movie without a lot of expectations and just ride it, I think it will zag you in ways that 
because your brain is a movie watcher in 2023 like even if you've seen five movies you're still trying to like figure out where it's going like that's one of the questions you're always asking yourself is like okay what's gonna happen next what's the plan like your brain just goes there and I think this movie enjoys undermining that but I think in a lot of ways in the moment is very frustrating I think this is a movie that probably will grow in my estimation over time in the same way I think Babylon has and I think that overall I still think like this is a movie I'm not gonna forget like there are I've seen forgettable movies I have forgotten plenty of movies and like i feel like like outside of we've talked outside of grave vampire and like bathtub and obviously the dance at the end but like that karaoke scene was like very on the nose like the you had to the dinner after frankly the whole reveal of felix being dead is incredibly well done there are just a lot of pieces of this they're just incredibly well done yeah she, she, think, she knows how to she knows where to put the camera i would love to see her direct someone else's script that is what mm. i would like to see I think it would be really interesting to see her because I feel like this to me still feels like a script that was, I think she had a lot of pieces and I think she was like, this is how we put them together. And I still feel like the the problem is the stitching is the stitching doesn't work as well. And like, we don't, we don't need to harp on it. I like, to me, the movie this reminded me the most of in a lot of ways was weirdly Ladybird because I feel like this like early 2000s like vibe is just something that like this generation of filmmakers is very obsessed with. And like the color palette, like the music, like it's a little like Ladybird's oh, 02 yeah. versus 06, but like same, same kind of like nostalgia, like sepia tones kind of thing, like like place that obviously Emerald Fennell is like from. And no, I, it's funny. I spent, I, sp- I, spent a, I spent a lot of the movie thinking it was 2002 because yeah. when, at the beginning when they show him at Oxford, it's like welcome class to 2006. And what they meant was like the people that graduated high school in 2006, but I thought it was like, oh, the new students that are showing up are going to be our class of 2006 or something like that. So I'm like, oh, so maybe these are people that are like four years away from graduating or something. Yeah. And then, But then I saw them like, with someone like say, text me something. I'm like, yeah, they weren't really texting in 2002 probably. I don't even know if they were that much in 2006. And then you see them watching Superbad later and I'm like, all right, this is definitely not 2002. Uh, but uh, but yeah, it's funny. You made the comment about like wanting her to direct someone else's stuff. It made me have the thought, have you ever watched, have you watched Industry? I have not. I've heard good things though. Yeah, it made me think about that a little bit because like Lena Dunham directed the pilot. The pilot of Industry is really good, and uh, she didn't write it. And it's like uh, people like Lena Dunham so controversial with like things she you know periodically says just off when she's not at, about when she's not talking about her work that like it really obscures like that she's actually like really talented. Uh, yeah. And like it, and that's almost not any more never more apparent than maybe in like doing something like just like coming stepping in and directing something like industry as well as she does. But yeah, I think you'd actually really you'd really dig industry. So if you get around to it, I'd be curious. But um, but uh, no, yeah, I think it's like a I'm with you on the fact that like there's just like a lot of she is able to create a lot of really good visual moments. And I, I don't even know if we probably didn't like pay enough mind to that because we, we spent so much time dissecting everything else. But like, you know, look, it's if as I think I did mention, though, before we got out of the spoiler section, like, you know, if, if, if you think you if, you if you don't think you're gonna be weirded out by too much of the sex stuff we already talked about, uh, then like, look, the movie is like a it, it's it's a really cool it's a, it's a nice vibe. You know, it's a it's a nice hang. I wouldn't mind watching it again if I have the if I have the occasion to do it, I don't know if I'm going to make it in theaters just because like, again, I, now I, 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 I'm a single father now of a, of a young dog that needs a lot of attention and I don't have a movie theater across the street anymore. So I gotta, I gotta pick and choose a little more wisely, but um, well, yeah. I will just say like, we're in an age also where we're just getting better queer films than we have in a long time. Like I, I, one of the things actually either tonight or tomorrow, I need to see passages. I've heard great things about it and that's better. So I still haven't, I still haven't seen that actually. I, I have heard incredible things about that. Although apparently that is very sexually explicit in a way this movie is not. Um, but we also have all of us strangers. Like to me, this, I think the big, like 
what so what was going through my head when you're talking about the directing thing was just that yeah i would just i'll say this very briefly is one of the things in i don't know how far we're gonna go um I am pretty mixed on Taylor Swift's music video disc- directing. And the reason I am for that is that they're a little literal. And like she has these ideas in her head and because she's only directing her own movies videos. So it's only like, she's only like 10 or so she's trying to shove all of the things she's ever thought into like this four minute video. And so it's turning into like this kind of Easter egg, like uh fast where like there's just 8,000 things in it. And I feel like Emerald Fennell has all these ideas in her head and has like these images but because she's only directed two movies, she's shoving them all into one movie. And I almost just want to see her like do a bunch more. And what, even if that's like, I don't care if it's TV, I don't care what it is. I would love to see her like get it out of her system, mm-hmm. figure out the pieces and then kind of come back to it. Because the other thing is like, when you're trying to do like the big thing, like, like I do, a lot, I obviously I like, I finished my PhD. I do a lot of science. Like one of the things with science, you have to take a lot of shots. You should like try things and like see what experiments work, see what results you get and kind of go with it. And I feel like this movie, especially she had some really interesting ideas. There are some pieces and it just kind of got smushed. And I would love to see like, or kind of work it out a little more because I do think I, there is something here. Like, I have seen bad movies. This is not a bad movie. This is not a, like, it is not a poorly acted movie. It's not a poorly shot movie. It's not a poorly, like, there are a lot of pieces of this. It's just that the script is frustrating. And so I, like, frankly, I would encourage seeing it. I I think this is a movie that will probably have a big second life when it goes on streaming. I think people will watch it. I think the Jacob Elordi factor, like, he is very famous. And so I think a lot of people watch it for that. But it's a, like it's an interesting movie. I think if you watch this, go watch Talented Mr. Ripley. Go watch um, I watched Bride's Head Revisited for this podcast because I was like, I guess I have to watch this. And that in that one, the the enemy is not capitalism. It's it's the Catholic Church. Hmm. Um, you don't you don't need to watch it for this. Oh, okay. Um, there are images that are similar, but like honestly, a lot of the pieces is that the Oliver Queer character in that is too nice, and so it becomes that you have the um. You have what the gay brother who's Catholicism says he should be bad, and the sister who's like, I can't get divorced. And so, and there's a lot of like atheism. It's just this Catholicism's the bad guy. It's not capitalism. But it's there are really good movies. I don't think it's a bad movie. I still am pretty high in promising young woman, although I'm a little concerned to rewatch it three years later. I don't know if COVID just made us all happy for to have a movie that's interesting, but um, I don't regret I like I have no regrets about seeing this movie, um, despite my two tries to see it, in which I went to the wrong movie the first time. So we're killing it here. But I I it will stick with me for a long time. Like I would say this is a movie that like like the you're gonna ask me the thing in a little bit, but like I was thinking about movies that have stuck with me this much in terms of images, and the one that I just can't get out of my head is Sunshine. I saw that a while ago, and it's just like Ooh, it's just I, in my head. I actually never like, seen Sunshine. Oh, you should see. Oh, my God. Yeah, I think I meant to get to it because I, I was like, oh, I should watch other Danny Boyle stuff because I really like 28 Days Later. And I just didn't get around to Sunshine after I uh, watched that last year. So there was a uh, Chris Evans interview where, so like, I've read the interview was just like, I loved you in Sunshine. He's like, those are the movie. That, that's my favorite movie I've ever worked on. I like, I, I want to see, like, talk to me about those movies. I'm tired of talking about Captain America. Incredible movie. Um, Truly breaks your head, like, makes you think images, themes, like, incredible. But there are pieces of this where like in this, like this is a bad comparison because Parasite is a masterpiece and this is not, but there are, there are themes in this and images and ideas that I think will stick with me. I think, I think to me, like the place I'll probably come to this is probably, it's probably like a six out of 10. And I feel like 
I thought it would be like an eight and it just didn't get there. And that's okay. But like, not every movie is a hit, but like, it just like, I wasn't, I didn't like hate this. I just, I wished it would been something more. Yeah. I'm with you on that. And I, I, I I'm, okay. I'm, I, I'm with you on that. And I, I think like, hopefully people got something out of uh, hearing us discuss it. And at the end of the day, like, I think, you know, at least Emerald Fennel is not boring. You know, and she has ideas and maybe like you said, she maybe she puts too many of them into one and she wants to do too many things. But like, you know, I'd rather that than someone that doesn't really have anything to say, uh, even if like she doesn't execute on everything she's trying to do. It's it's at least interesting. And you can't say that for everything we see these days. Uh, so I'm fine with that. I just wish she had like, you know, I, I wish she had like, you know, balance everything out a little better but you know not everything's going to be perfect and i still know she was the showrunner of season two of killing eve yeah which is when it went downhill (laughs) yeah i know i just saw that i was like oh no (laughs) oh that that explains a lot Mm -hmm. um i don't know yeah I, i i i hope that being the um for lack of a better phrase the new greta gerwig of like the woman who wrote like wrote and directed and like had like won an oscar like early in her career doesn't push her to be this but interesting movie can't really complain like we did but yeah I like, well, I think, i'm glad it exists i feel like isn't isn't uh isn't emerald fennel like helping write some other kind of like dc movie or something like that or did she oh, end God. up dropping out of that uh, I, I feel like there was like a press release about that at some point um let's see writer writer yeah zatana right is that it uh um like your father is zatana has many magical powers and that's the first issue she's on a jury to find i think zatana is a dc thing um so again that's it's like very early it's just something that's been announced but like yeah i, I mean as far as the next thing she's uh directing though that could be a that could be something you know totally different and in, in in an interview i heard with her she said she already knows what it's going to be so uh you know in the next couple of years we could already know where she's headed with that um do you Johnny, think we've reached a point where these class movies are just saturated for us like we've just had so many of these like just just between the just put aside everything else oh, the yeah. favorite and parasite are in the last five years those are both movies that like have like in different ways have the sexual politics have the themes have the class have like insider well, I mean, we, outsider we had a bunch of them just last year i mean yeah. we had um you know uh glass onion and yep. uh the menu and other stuff i'm not thinking about right now this has been a ton and it's like it's hard to say something new in this area because this is like it's yeah, but like, not, like there, there, there's not a ton that i've been bad you know, no. um, so it's like it's maybe it's gonna be hard for anyone to like. It might take. A, we might need to like live live a few more lives as a country. Um, potentially, maybe go through a you know another dark period politically or something like that to like you know inspire some new uh, different takes because uh, everything does. It, a lot of it does feel similar, even if none of it's bad. So, but like it's like yeah, maybe the country needs a break from them so they can come back and feel fresh and there can be a new spin on them. I wouldn't disagree with that. Yeah. Uh, you already you already referenced a few other things, John. Before we get out of here, was there any was there anything else you've been watching recently that you wanted that you wanted to shout out before you signed off, like we normally talk about? Uh, not especially. Mm-hmm. Um, I like th- honestly, this movie will probably make me want to watch like more of those psychological movies and like mm-hmm. maybe just some more costume dramas. Like, I do enjoy a a peasant boy going to the rich mansion kind of movie as much as <laughs> like different outcomes of that. And so it's a, it's a well worn trope, and I think it's interesting. But um, yeah. Yeah, I um, funny. Uh, I I can't remember if I had plugged it yet or not because I had to push back the pod a couple of times. But I'm going to be recording a podcast tomorrow on a different Jacob Wardy movie, Priscilla, where he plays Elvis. So um, and he gives a really good performance in that. But it's obviously kind of different. And uh, he's playing and and as Elvis, he's playing someone that's like you know a lot more out, outwardly like you know 
bad than uh, we said that I'd say Felix was in this movie. And that's very interesting in its own way. And I, um, you know, it's probably not my favorite Sofia Coppola movie, but like, it's still like very worth your time. And now, now that I'm talking about, it, I feel like I might've plugged it at some point on one of the last like couple few podcasts, but like, I'm glad I'm doing it again. Cause now I can say definitively, like that's probably going to be the next podcast that comes out after this. And if you still have a chance to see Priscilla, I recommend it. It's important. Like, I feel like there's a moral imperative to support Sofia Coppola in all endeavors. So, uh, you know, go ahead and do that. And, uh, if you, if, and hopefully the Jacob Ori fangirls that like, you know, came to this one and were just like totally freaked out. Well, you know, just go back to just to go just to go to Elvis. That might be more in their safe space. It's like you know, just a regular manipulative asshole. Um, you know, that's uh, you know, it feels it probably feels a little more like what they're used to in Euphoria. Um, so if you're uh, not on TikTok, just search, just go on for twenty seconds and search like salt burn reactions, and it is some of the greatest videos you'll ever watch. It's incredible. Yeah, yeah it's really funny. People like again, like John said, like maybe it'll just like catch on and do well financially because the memes will be so strong. Yeah. Well, also the the final song, the um the murder on the dance floor is going viral. Like again, Uh I think because of this. And so I do think that I think this will probably be one of the more seen movies, like in terms of, or at least more talked about, like the box of numbers not there, but it's, it does seem like people are interested in and talking about it. So. Yeah, I can see that. So, um, yeah, uh, John, uh, uh, before we get out of here, do you anything want to plug social media wise? It's on letterbox. Isn't it uh, JPD police or something like that? Um, yeah, on Twitter, I am Police. JL Police, and I believe Letterbox is the same. Yeah. Uh, as usual, I'm Josh Renovoy, J O S H J U R N O V O I, on both Twitter and Letterbox podcast. Twitter is at RunMovePod podcast. Email is RunMovePod at gmail.com. As I say, coming up next on the podcast, I think our friend Kayla, who uh, was last year when uh, John was last year when, we, when they talked about Barbie, uh, she's going to be here talking about Priscilla with us. And, uh, you know, John will be back at some point to talk about All of Us Strangers. I, I, that's not getting a U.S. release, I think, till late December, unfortunately. So it's coming uh, out of Christmas, which is concerning. Which is, which is like crazy. I don't remember off the top of my head what are, what are the big things coming out of Christmas, but like that just seems like the kind of movie that could unfortunately really get lost in a shuffle. At least box office wise, it seems like it's, you know, it's made its imprint enough around all the awards bodies and those kind of folks that it might actually, assuming it really does hit like at least a little bit, you know, like with crowds, like, you know, probably actually get some Oscar attention. It seems like Andrew Scott might get some nice attention, but Paul Meskel, give me some Andrew Scott, Paul Meskel. Yeah. Well, 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 yeah. Give you some Andrew. Did did you say, give me some Andrew Scott, Paul Meskel gay shit. Was that what you just asked for? Yes. Oh, okay. 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 I think, that's what, a, I think that's what we're going to get. Yeah. Did I, last time I was on here, did I plug After Sun? Because that's the other movie I can't stop. I remember, about, I so. remember you, I remember you loved it. And I, I, I feel like maybe you and I had, had some discussions about it offline at some point last yeah. year. Cause I did the podcast on it, but like, I know you gave that movie five stars. Oh, I like that movie. I bought that on Apple and I, I will, that's one of those movies that I don't know how often I'll rewatch it because I don't know if I can do that to myself, but incredible <laughs> movie, truly like exceptional stuff. Yeah. So Paul Mescal, like, I mean, uh, going places, like, I mean, after that, he, got he's in this all of us strangers and he's going to be you know in the next gladiator movie so he is getting all the good things and he very much deserves it but uh but yeah i want to i want to thank everyone that's sticking with us we uh we this is a very weird movie that we talked to death and we appreciate anyone that stuck with us all the way through uh as usual i want to thank john for joining us i want to thank all of you for listening and we'll see you next time